The Miami Dolphins 2023 Prospect Spotlight Series continues with one of my personal favorite running backs for the Dolphins in 2023, Pittsburgh running back Israel Abanacanda. Who he is, how he fits the scheme, and where the Dolphins would need to draft him at the end of the month. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dolphins fans, it's time to strap in here on Locked On Dolphins because it's your team every day. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, decade-long draft Nick, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes podcast dedicated to team building across the NFL. And it is time to talk about Pittsburgh running back Israel Abanacanda today on the show. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. BetterHelp.com slash locked on. Visit today to get 10% off your first month. Pittsburgh running back Israel Abanacana is the subject of this episode of Locked on Dolphins, and this is a player who's been on my radar specifically for the Dolphins for quite some time. Uh, hard to miss 1,500 rushing yards and breaking Tony Dorsett's single-game rushing yardage record, which is the accolades that Israel Abanacanda dropped earlier this season. Uh, in route to 20 touchdowns on 239 carries, 6 yards per rush, in 11 games this season. So, who is Israel Abanacanda? How would he fit the Dolphin system? What's his draft outlook look like? I'm glad you asked these questions because that's what we're going to answer here today on the show. So let's start with who is Israel Abanacanda. He was born October 5th, 2002. So he will turn 21 years old this October, midway through his rookie season. It's an important contrast across some of the other backs that we have talked about. Chase Brown, who we just did, was born in 2000. He's already 23. Uh, So the age discrepancy, you talk about miles for running backs and amount of wear and tear. This is an important note uh, for Israel Abanacanda. This is a younger player, a true junior. His father played football at Georgia Tech. His brother, Michael, played at Buffalo and Temple. Uh, Israel himself was New York's Gatorade Player of the Year, was the number one prospect in New York, according to 247 Sports, Uh, was the nation's number 15 running back, according to 247 Sports, Uh, was a two-time 100-meter gold medalist in the New York City Mayor's Cup race and the 100-meter bronze medalist in the New York State Public High School Athletic Association Outdoor Track and Field Championship. So, outdoor sprinter, young player. Football's in his bloodlines with his family. Highly coveted recruit coming out of the state of New York. Goes to University of Pittsburgh. And Israel really exploded on the scene this year. Uh, He doubled his previous high in touches, um, or, or carries, I should say. He had 28 attempts in six games across his freshman season in 2000, or 2020, the COVID season. 2021. 123 carries, averaged 5.3 yards per carry. And in 11 games in 2002, 
carried the ball 239 times for 1,431 yards, 6 yards per carry, 20 rushing touchdowns. 21 total touchdowns from scrimmage across 251 touches on the year. It's um, it's also important to note here before I forget, this is a player who returned punts in each of the last two se- or excuse me, returned kicks in each of the last two seasons as well. Explosive speed, sprinter background, returns kicks. What about his size? Here's where things get interesting in my mind for Israel Vanikanda. He comes in at 5106 at the NFL Combine. So that is five feet, 10 inches, and six eighths or three quarters of an inch in height. 216 pounds, 32 inch arms, eight and a quarter inch hands. Okay, so you get the small hands. Okay, that's fine. But a 510. 216 pound running back. He did not test at the combine because of a hamstring. But bear in mind this size profile because the comparable athletes, I think, as far as the size profile of Israel Abanikan as a running back, paint one very specific picture. Here are the comparables as far as the size profile versus other running backs to pass through the NFL combine since the year 2000, according to mockdraftable.com. Bilal Powell, Abram Smith, Isaiah Spiller, Keyshawn Vaughn, Lorenzo Taliaferro, Chris Rodriguez Jr., Devontae Booker. A lot of big backs, big running backs. Tevin Coleman's on this list. And yet, in spite of the fact that he is a big running back, get a load of these pro day numbers. He had his pro day on... March 29th, ran a 4.45 in the 40-yard dash, jumped 41 inches in the vertical jump, jumped 10.8 in the standing broad jump, 4.32 in the short shuttle, and a 7.14-second three-cone drill. And I don't want to get too far into how he fits, but I do want to give the perspective with another player's pro day numbers, another player who plays running back and was a successful sprinter, Raheem Mostert. Because Raheem Mostert, while Israel Abanikanda ran a 4.45, Raheem Mostert ran a 4.38 at 195 pounds versus 216 pounds for Israel Abanikanda. So Israel Abanikanda runs less than one-tenth of a second slower and has 21 more pounds on his frame than Raheem Mostert did coming out of Purdue. Israel Abanikanda jumped 41 inches in the vertical jump. Raheem Mostert jumped 40. Israel Abanikanda more explosive with his vertical jump. Raheem Mostert jumped 11 feet in the broad jump. Israel Abanikanda 10 feet 8 inches. Very comparable numbers here. The short shuttle. Raheem Mostert ran a 4-3 second short shuttle. Israel Abanikanda ran a 4.32 second short shuttle. Nearly identical times. So put that perspective in just how good Raheem Mostert at his peak before the, some of the lower body injuries, you know, even this year, I didn't think his, his lower body explosiveness was necessarily in line with what it had been when Raheem was at his peak. Israel Abanikand is a comparable athletic tester with 20 extra pounds on his frame. 
It's a very important context to paint before we get into how he fits within the Dolphin system, which is what we are going to talk about next here today on the show. But before we get there, today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. Going, getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding yourself, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can help take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are right now. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's meant to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. So how does Raheem Mostert fit within the Dolphins' infrastructure? I'll tell you what. You turn on the tape, and you watch Israel Abanacanda playing for the University of Pittsburgh. And if you don't see a home run hitter, and if you don't see the parallels to what Raheem Mostert brought to the Dolphins last year, I don't know what to tell you. You could look at Tennessee as Tennessee uh, at the Tennessee game where Pittsburgh kind of rotated some backs early throughout that game. This was really before Israel took over uh, the primary spot. He did carry the ball 25 times for 154 yards. Had a really nice catch in that game that set them up down near near the end zone. You could look at Western Michigan, 33 carries. You can look at Virginia Tech, 36 carries for 320 yards and six touchdowns. As a matter of fact, that Virginia Tech game, the Louisville game's a really good look, too. So is North Carolina. <laughs> There's a lot of good tape. The Tech game, what really stood out to me was how, in the open field, he blew the doors off of people. He absolutely, positively, he gets to the second level and he opens up his strides. He will not be caught. He might, he might have ran a 4.45, but I bet from a GPS timing perspective, he's one of the fastest backs in this class. You can see the second year, and he did it not against Rhode Island, not against Western Michigan. He did it against Virginia Tech, and he blew the doors off the back seven on chunk runs throughout the course of that game. Proceeded at stretches of that, that game in particular to break their will. And I think that, for me, with Israel Abanacanda was what was really exciting to see this player that had explosiveness, had home run hitting ability, but simultaneously had the willingness to, to challenge you with his stature. Now, his contact balance, I would not say, is his hallmark trait by any means. I graded him across the 10, the 10 traits that we're grading all these running backs in, specifically for the Dolphins, his vision, his explosiveness, his ball security his passing game skill set, his versatility, his elusiveness, his contact balance, his footwork, his pass protection, and his durability. That's in descending order. The top of that list is more important than the bottom of that list. But those are the 10 traits that I have identified for evaluating the position. Explosiveness is an elite trait for Izzy. 
thought is elusiveness as far as there's different ways that you can measure elusiveness, right? There's phone booth elusiveness. There's open field elusiveness. There's breaking angle elusiveness. And Izzy's not great, in my mind, in phone booth elusive situations. But where he is great, and why I gave him such a high score, was that ability, whether you are closing from depth, or whether you are scraping and flowing and trying to carry with me to the perimeter. When he turns it on, he will rapidly erase any angles that you have to him as a ball carrier. In a way in which when Raheem Mostert was at his peak in San Francisco, and you could argue Raheem Mostert and his career production this year being his peak, and that's fine, but like physically Raheem at his peak, when he was unstoppable from an explosiveness standpoint, that's what Israel Abanikana can do. It was stunning to watch the number of players in the secondary and on the second level who have routine angles to the football, who magically don't have angles to the football anymore after five yards. As far as areas of uh, growth for Israel Abanikana, I I do think from a vision standpoint, uh, this is not the most consistent player as far as pressing the line of scrimmage he gets outside though or you get hit split flow inside zone and he finds a crease early that he can explode through that's where he's going to do his most damage Uh, from a passing game perspective he's not been an overly impactful player and he was particularly impactful in pass protection he didn't overly give pittsburgh a lot of production in the passing game as well With the small hands that he has, you do have to make that footnote as far as trying to catch away from his body, but he pairs like eight and a quarter inch hands with 32 inch arms, which is 88th percentile. So he's got a large wingspan, even though he's got small hands. So there's some give and some take there. And this year for Pittsburgh, he was an absolute bell cow of a player. 251 touches in 11 games. And there were some games where like, I thought he got better as the game went on, like your traditional bell cows would do. Now, I would not advocate for Israel Abanacanda to end up being a bell cow player unless you incurred a lot of injuries elsewhere in your, your running back room. But he showcased the ability to do it, which is an important component. From a contact balance perspective, I think he compares relatively well to uh, what we've seen from Raheem Mostert in Miami. He'll run hard. He's not afraid to challenge you. But running hard doesn't necessarily equate to running through arm tackles or falling forward with consistency. He's got to catch the right guy, in my mind. Uh, to ensure that he is able to take that contact and fall through and play through it. So it's kind of a select, there's selective wins and losses with his ability to take contact. What's really fascinating about a Banacanda is there hasn't been a buzz. Like Chase Brown 
who we just did with Illinois. Illinois as a program kind of got some buzz. You know, Pittsburgh kind of went through the year without any of the the fanfare, and Abanacan obviously had a 320-yard rushing performance with six touchdowns, and that kind of put put him on the map. But at the same time, it wasn't uh, an element where Abanacanda has gotten this heat. I don't know if it's because he didn't test at the NFL Combine, or I don't know if it's because he is a scheme-specific player. If I were grading Abanacanda across all 32 teams, he would not grade highly in comparison to where he grades for the Dolphins, very similarly to how Chase Brown, who we just discussed with our most recent show, uh, graded about a point and a half higher in my Dolphins-specific evaluation than what he did when I graded him in December for Draft Network as a all-32 team evaluation. But this evaluation's really good for what the Dolphins are looking for. I know I mentioned on the Chase Brown episode too that I evaluated both Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson and gave them scores on an NFL scale uh, in this same evaluation window through these three traits. And where Israel Banacanda checks in versus Raheem Mostert, who is the player that he compares to, even though he's a bigger, significantly bigger player, I think it's where things kind of get fun. And that's what we're going to close with here today on the show. But before we get there, uh, baseball season is here in addition to the NBA playoffs kind of being right around the corner. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays, back in action. There's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It's because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance for that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Raheem Mostert, for me, graded out as an 83.3 out of 100 points on an NFL scale of these 10 traits. I'm forecasting Israel Abanacanda while also evaluating him against college talent, but Raheem was an 83.3, and Abanacanda came in at an 82.2. So about a point behind Raheem Mostert. And if you're thinking about Raheem, and if you're concerned about Raheem from a durability standpoint, the question is, okay, if Raheem goes down for any extended period of time, and I'm going to knock on wood, but we have to be able to talk about these things and acknowledge, you know, historically, the Dolphins got an outlier season for Raheem Mostert. If there's an injury in that capacity... How about a player who has the explosiveness of Raheem Mostert but the size of Jeff Wilson? That's a really interesting player to me, and that is, in my mind, what Israel Abanacana can offer the Dolphins. Now, you have to get a little different kind of approach to running the football Uh, There has to be a little bit better and more consistent contact balance. There has to be a little bit more consistency as far as earning hard yards versus what what Israel Abanacana has done to this point in time at Pittsburgh. But he's not afraid to challenge you. 
if he catches the right guys, he can fall forward and play off a contact. And he's 216 pounds. This is a player I would want to swing the bat on. Now, I would also want to swing the bat on B. John Robinson if the Dolphins had a top 20 pick. I would want the Dolphins to swing the bat on Jameer Gibbs if he was there at 51, depending on what offensive linemen are available. But from an evaluation standpoint, like Chase Brown, I think this is a player that's going to be on your doorstep with that pick at 84. Do you want to get cute and try and move down and try and pick up an extra day three pick? Like, if you want to go that route, by all means, go that route. I think between the fact that we now have Israel Abanacanda and Chase Brown as options, if they're both on the board, you can play that game. I'm not advocating to play that game because I'm more of the, the school of thought of if you have a guy you think can positively impact your team, go pick that guy. Oh, don't, don't let somebody else make the decision for you and then take whoever's left. If you love both players, okay. If you simply cannot decide, okay. Let somebody else make the choice, but be careful with how far you move and how greedy you try to get. And that, for me, is where Israel Abanacanda, there's not a lot of buzz, but the pro day numbers put him in a stratosphere at 216 pounds, where this is somebody who I think has the potential to parlay what was a very productive first season as the guy in Pittsburgh and make that the standard and the norm. And with Miami having Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert on two-year deals, what I do think that does is that does offer you a transition plan and an insurance policy to hedge in the event that Raheem Mostert goes down for any extended period of time. And I'll say this about Raheem. Uh, he might have been playing as good a football as anybody offensively at the end of the year last year. Between how he played in the Jets game and how he played in that Bills game, whew, that dude turned it on. That dude was a man possessed. I hope we get to see it. But I also wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Israel Abanacanda get a chance to learn from Raheem Mostert in that regard. That is going to do it for this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So keep it locked in here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. You can find us on YouTube, wherever you catch your favorite podcasts. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. We'll be back a little later today to talk about yet another running back from this 2023 running back class, UCLA's Zach Charbonnet, a very different stylistic player than the last two that we have dove in here in the running back prospect spotlight series. So make it a great rest of your day. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins.